Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today and chat with you. And I'm really excited about this topic because it's one that for a long time I kind of saw myself as just chronically unorganized or lazy or just a messy person until I figured this out. And so I'm excited to share it with you in case you are in my same boat and have always felt like you were maybe a little bit unorganized or you're just messy or lazy. And I promise you, you are not. You can be organized and it really just comes down to this one thing. So I'm going to share that with you today. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to let you know, in case you haven't visited my website before, if you go to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources, you're going to find all kinds of great freebies that you can print out or use to help you make life simpler. I've created all of these things with you in mind from feedback from other listeners and people in my community, and I truly hope that you'll go and see if there's something that will make your life any simpler because I know we have a lot on our plates. We don't need just one more thing, but hopefully these guides will be helpful to you in some aspect of your life. So there's meal planning guides, there's decluttering challenge. There's a jumpstart guide to simple living. There's all kinds of different things. Um, Budgeting. You're going to find a keep or toss checklist and just a range of different things. I'm also a photographer, so I also teach photography on my website. So if that's something you're interested in, you'll find freebies and tips and tricks around that as well. So make sure to go to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources and see if there's anything there that can inspire you to make things simpler. Okay, just one more thing. I wanted to make sure that you knew about the giveaway that I'm doing right now. It's super easy to get signed up for it and it's free and I'm going to be choosing a random winner on February 27th, 2020. At the end of the day, midnight Mountain Standard Time is when I'll choose the random winner. So here's what you need to do to sign up. So the first thing you're going to do is subscribe to the podcast, the Simple Home Podcast. Anywhere that you listen is totally fine. Just hit the subscribe button. And I'd also like you to leave a rating and review. Now, a lot of the places you listen may not have the ratings and reviews. If you listen on iTunes, you just scroll down to where it says add a review and then click the stars for the rating. So you're going to leave a rating and a review and take a screenshot of yourself listening to the podcast or put something on Instagram for me and tag me at Jenna Arvidson and then write I subscribed and that's where I'm going to be choosing my random winner from so make sure you do that tag me at Jenna Arvidson and write I subscribed if you're not able to write a rating or review where you listen I would love to read your thoughts on Instagram if you want to post it there that would be great I just love reading what you have to say and how I can be helpful to you in the future as well so subscribe leave a rating and review and then take a screenshot and tag me at Jenna Arvidson and write I subscribed to be entered to win I'm going to choose the winner February 27th, and you're going to get a surprise in your mailbox. And who doesn't love getting real mail? It's something that I have loved as I've been learning to simplify, and I just want to mail it off to you so you can use it as well. So I'll be choosing a random winner, and I hope it can be you. So let's jump right into our topic, and that is the idea that everything needs a home. Now, Organization honestly comes down to this one truth, that if everything in your home has a place to be, 
you will be able to stay organized. Now, of course, if it was that easy, we'd all be masters by now and wouldn't have to organize over and over. It's true when I say that organization comes down to this one thing, which is making sure that everything has a home, but let's go through a few practical things that you can do to make this a reality in your house because I know that just saying everything needs a home is not enough. You really need some practical steps to make this happen. So the first thing, and you're going to kind of roll your eyes at me here because I'm basically a broken record with this, but this is the key to your success. The very first thing is that you cannot have more stuff than fits in your space. If you're having a hard time finding a home for everything, it's likely because you have too much stuff. So I want you to go back and listen to episode number four, which is getting started with decluttering, and episode number 26, where I talk about the six phases of successful decluttering if you're struggling with this part, because honestly, you can't find a home for everything if you have too much stuff. So you really do have to start there. And I know I say this all the time, but I promise your life will change when you have just the right amount of stuff for your space. Now, it does not mean that you have to get down to nothing. I am not one of those people that thinks you need to have nothing in your house. It's totally up to you, the amount of stuff that makes you feel good and the amount of stuff that you can really fit into your space. So if you live in a small place right now, but you have all this stuff you really wish you could keep, maybe it's just not the time for those items because you really do need to have the right amount of stuff for the space that you live in. So go back to those episodes, episode four and episode 26, which I will link to in the show notes for this episode, and listen to those if you're still working on the decluttering phase of this, or even if you're just kind of in the middle of it or you've decluttered before, but you haven't actually finished that part, go back and take a listen to those when you're done with this episode because it might inspire you to kind of get that ball moving again. Now, the second step is to find your biggest problem areas. So where in your house is stuff just piling up? We all have areas like this. Some common areas are the entryway, the counter, in tables, or any flat surfaces in your home, and the pantry. A lot of times our pantry keeps piling up because we go grocery shopping every week or every other week and stuff keeps coming in and not necessarily everything is getting used before new stuff comes in. So that can be a dumping ground as well. So go through these areas that are big problems for you. It might be areas that I listed or it might be something completely different and that's fine. Just look around your house and see where these areas are and get three different buckets. One of the buckets is going to be for the things that you want to keep in that area. So if you're in an area where things are piling up and these are things that don't have a home yet, but you know you want them in that location, put them in this first bucket, things you want to keep in that area and you need to find a home for. Now, another bucket is going to be for stuff that needs a new home. So things that you find, maybe it's your kitchen counter and you find some things that need a new place to live. You don't necessarily want them in your kitchen put them in this next bucket so that you can use that bucket to find a new home for those items. And the third bucket is for the stuff that you can just go ahead and get rid of. Stuff that you can throw away or donate or give to somebody that you know or something like that. So you have three buckets, one for things that are gonna stay in that area, one for things that are living in that area right now but you wanna find a new place for, and one for things that you can get rid of. Once you've identified the items that will live in that space, 
you can begin to find them a home. So this could be a drawer, a bucket, or a tub. If you don't have a space, you need to decide if it's worth keeping or if it needs a new home. So if it's not worth keeping, if you ask yourself really, am I gonna use this? Have I used it? Um, when will be the next time that I really need this item? If it's not worth keeping, then put it in that third bucket of things you're gonna get rid of. If it is worth keeping, but you cannot find a home for it in the area that you've decided, maybe there's another place in your home where it could go. So think logically about where it might live that would be still useful for you. And <laughs> don't go put it in a closet if you're gonna have to pull it out every single day. It still needs to make sense for your life. Now, once you've had those three buckets set aside and you're starting to look for homes for your new items and deciding where things are gonna go, you don't have to completely finish that right away. It's more about finding your problem areas and then figuring out what you want to keep in that area and how you're gonna do that. But if you're not totally finished with that, it's okay to continue moving through the steps and go back and finish as you can. But the third step is going to be to locate your biggest traffic areas and drop zones. These are usually areas that you are moving through throughout the day and often. You might have areas where you drop the mail or you put your phone and your keys. You wanna develop a designated spot and system to make this work for you. Anytime you can put things on the wall and off of your surfaces, I recommend you do that because otherwise they're just gonna pile back up. So put a hook on the wall for your keys and your purse or hang a file for your mail. Keeping things off your surfaces does two things. One, it keeps it from piling up and it serves as a visual reminder. You're more likely to actually do something with your mail if it's in front of your face and not in a pile on the counter. So I prefer to use clear packet folders um, on the wall so that I can actually see what's in there. But if you prefer something else, that's totally fine. We all have different ways of looking at our stuff. I have to have things to be seen. I like clear containers so I can see what's in them. For some people, that might, might cause a little bit of stress, and you might rather have things that are covered. So whatever works best for you is totally fine. I'm going to link to the clear folders I use in the show notes, so make sure you visit athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 41 to find what I use, and I'll try to put a picture there as well in case that works for you. Just like the problem areas in your house, your active areas and your drop zones are getting used often. They're places where you're putting things on a regular basis, and so you're gonna do something similar to figure out what really goes there, but you've gotta set up a system for these things. So set up a place where you are actually going to put your keys, and even if you choose not to hang them on a wall, set a little dish on your table where you set them or something like that to remind you that this is where they're gonna go every single time, and that will just help you stay consistent and make it more of a routine and a habit for you. Now, step number four is about actually organizing the things after you've gone through these first three steps. So if you are still figuring out where you want items or you're still looking at what your problem areas are, this step might come a little bit later. But of course, we're going to go through all four steps and you can take your time doing this. But step number four is going to happen after you've decluttered. So if you're still at that, remember to go back to those other episodes and get started with decluttering first. You have located your biggest problem areas and you know how you move through your house. So where those active areas are and where you're prone to drop things. Now you're gonna start to slowly organize each space. So the organization actually comes now in this fourth step. 
And there's many different ways you can get started, but remember the goal is to find a home for everything in a location that makes sense. So one thing about me is that I've learned that I'm a macro organizer, meaning I don't need a lot of different categories. I don't need things perfectly split up. I like to have things more in groups. I group things together. So for instance, in our medicine cabinet, I have one big bucket that has kids' medicine. It's not cold medicine and tummy medicine and all the different kinds of things you can have. It's all just in one. And then I have one bucket that has adult medicine. So I've split them up that way, but I don't need a bunch of different categories. Same thing with my files. I don't have a lot of different files for all my papers. I just have a few. I put everything I think is going to be important for this year into one folder. I may separate taxes and put everything that comes for taxes into one folder. So I have big categories and that really helps me. You may be more of a micro organizer and like things more split up and that's perfectly fine. I first learned about these two different words and ways to categorize things from the Clutterbug and I will link to the TED talk that I heard because she talks a lot about this idea of feeling like she was lazy and then goes through a lot of different kinds of organizers that there are. So it will help you to figure out what kind of organizer you are before you get started with this. So I'll definitely link to that TED Talk so that you can listen to her on that. As you start to really organize these areas in your house, you may also want to listen to episode number 36 on active spaces, drop zones, and paper clutter because those are some of the harder areas in our house and the areas we've been talking about as being probably your most difficult to keep the clutter down. So you may want to listen to that as some inspiration as you get started. As you're finding homes for everything in this last step, as you're really going through your house slowly to organize it, think about where you are likely to use those items most because if it's not logical and if it doesn't work with your lifestyle, you're not going to be able to maintain the organization. So everything needs to have a home that makes sense, not just a home somewhere in your house. So think through that as you're going through and organizing. Now, as you organize each space, what I like to do is go through and actually, if there's a lot of one item, I like to really ask myself, do I need this many items here? So for instance, let's talk about towels for a minute. We can accumulate a lot of bath towels and have shelves and shelves of those in our towel closet if you have one of those in your bathroom, but you don't probably use very many, especially if you do your laundry on a regular basis you're not using as many towels as you have. So you may want to put some towels in a storage area in case you have guests or you need to pull them out or you might wanna just get rid of some. But I like to, as I'm organizing spaces, if they're not working for me, I like to really think through how many of each item do I actually want to have in this space? What do I want it to look like and feel like when I open that closet and see what's in there? And the fewer the items I have, the better for me. Now, I know everybody's different, and you may feel better if you have a little bit extra just in case, and that's totally fine. But think through how you want to use that space and how you want to feel when you go into it. A lot of times our um, drawers and cabinets, like in the bathroom and the kitchen, also are very overwhelming to organize. It can be because you have too much stuff and you need to look through that, but it can also just be because there's a lot of stuff we actually use in those areas. There's shampoo and face wash and soap and all kinds of different things in our bathrooms and in our kitchen. We have lots of utensils and bakeware and different things. So 
think logically about how you can move things around your kitchen. Maybe they don't even make sense in the order that you have them. I like to have things near the stove that I'm gonna use for the stove or things near the kitchen sink that I'm gonna need for cleaning dishes and so forth. So think through that. I also try not to store the same type of items in multiple places in my house. Now we live in a very small space, so this makes sense for us. It might not make as much sense for you. You might wanna have them in different areas just because running from one place to another might not make sense. But for example, I keep all of our cleaning supplies in our laundry room slash bathroom. So it's a combined space and that's where they live. I go to get them when I wanna clean the kitchen. So I don't think that I need to have cleaning supplies in both places. This cuts down on the amount of cleaning supplies I need, but also gives me more space in another area. So as you're organizing, think through that, think through what makes sense and can these items live in just one place instead of several places in your house. The other thing to think about is how can you create little spaces within these bigger spaces? So in your drawers, rather than throwing everything in there, I'm picturing a junk drawer right now. I'm sure you have one you can think about. Rather than just throwing everything into that drawer, can you separate it and have batteries in one thing and maybe miscellaneous tools in another and whatever else ends up in your junk drawer? Or same with utensils, can you separate them so that they're not everywhere? We usually separate our forks, knives, and spoons, but even your larger utensils, if you could put them into smaller containers within those bigger spaces, you're gonna find that helpful. There are so many different little space saver tricks and I can't go into all of them on this podcast. Plus, I don't think it would be as beneficial with just my voice and not the visual of it. So make sure if you're struggling to figure out how could I organize these items into a smaller space, just Google it. Look it up on Pinterest or Google and see what you can find because there's so many little tricks. You can hang things on the back of a door to put smaller items in. You can use one of those little file folder racks for your pot lids. There's tons and tons of examples out there. So if you're struggling to figure out exactly how to organize some of the items into smaller little sections or compartments, look that up. Now, the last thing I'm gonna say about organizing is to try to use things you have as much as possible. Before you go out and buy all kinds of cute containers and different things to put your things in, look around your house and see what you already have because I bet you, you have extra Tupperware or jars or maybe you have little boxes or shoe boxes. All of these are excellent organizing tools. And if you don't go out and buy new things, then you're using up the clutter you already have, which is just a win-win. Plus things like ball jars, which we all have some of those lying around, I think you can use for pencils or pens or spoons or, or any other little item that you're looking for a place. So look for little things that you can use that you already own before you go out and buy now, before we move on completely, we really need to address mindset for a minute because when it comes to organizing and decluttering, mindset is so important here. We really have to shift the way we think because we've been taught for many, many years, or most of us have anyway, and we continue to be taught to bring more things into our house and to keep looking for something better and to continue doing that is just gonna bring the clutter back in. So you cannot keep an organized home if you keep bringing stuff in. Before you purchase something new, think about asking yourself a few questions. Ask yourself if you really want it. 
or if you just think you want it or if you saw something and you're like, oh, that would be great to have. But do you really want this to be in your space? And do you want it more than the money that you're about to spend on it? Because there's that great quote out there that everything that you own used to be money that you had. And so think about whether or not it's really worth the money you're spending on it, if you're going to keep it long term, or if it's just something you see that you like. It's okay to appreciate items and to like them and enjoy them and not bring them home with you. And then try to picture where you're going to put something when you get home if you do purchase it. So before you make a purchase, think about where am I going to use this in my house? Is it going to be useful? Is it going to add to my space? Or do I just want to buy it because I love it, but I have nowhere to put it? So try to envision where you're actually going to use the item, and that will help you decide if it's really worth purchasing or not. So a lot of the things I talk about here are about changing our mind on things a little bit, the purchases that we make, what's important to us. And the reason I talk about these things is because the benefits to really figuring out how to spend our time and our money on the things that really matter to us is incredible for both us and for our family. So I hope you take these tips and you're able to master some of those areas that you've been struggling with as far as organizing. But I also hope that you take away from this episode that it's more than just getting rid of our stuff and organizing our space. It's about kind of a lifelong change of how we view stuff over how we view our time and our space. Well, that's all for this episode. I really hope it's helpful for you in some way to help you simplify your life and get on track with the life that you want to build. I am honored that you've tuned in again today, and I can't wait to connect with you on Instagram and get to know you a little bit more. So make sure you head over there. I'm at Jenna Arvidsson. I will link to it in the show notes as well. And you can find all the links and other things I talked about in this episode at the show notes by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 41. And don't forget to check out the free resources and see if there's something that will benefit you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to talk to you next week. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.